Hey, Kevin Draves here with The Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth Speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Happy 2019 from the den. It may be a new year, but you are still listening to the best in the world, The Howl. We would like to welcome you if this is your first time or if you're a regular listener to the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other featuring all teams and all topics from everybody's favorite sport, basketball. The Howl is brought to you by our wonderful supporting partners, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on The Howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones, studio quality with easy accessibility since 1973. All right, so there is tons to discuss. You are here listening on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. We are The Howl, and this is our special. Yes, that's right, free agency special to be specific. We are taking a look at all of the moves. I'm actually recording this during the start of free agency. Free agency just opened uh, not that long ago, and we are going to be breaking down the different moves. Hopefully soon enough, a move that every Wolves fan is looking forward to, which is, of course, the move for D'Angelo Russell. That's going to be the big uh, ticket uh, to to use a Wolves name that we're going to be looking for here on the Howl. So looking at what has actually been already at least announced, uh, there's a number of different uh, moves. Uh, we'll start with a few that just broke. We have Terry Rozier 
according to Shams, reached agreement on a fully guaranteed three-year, $58 million deal with the Hornets. Uh, an interesting t- pickup for them. I believe the rumor was that it's going to be a sign-and-trade deal, so uh, they're going to work a sign-and-trade with the Celtics. We'll see if that does, in fact, happen. I think it definitely softens the blow of losing Kemba Walker, but but still a gigantic knockout blow. Again, even if you had Kemba Walker, let's not pretend that was the end-all, be-all, but you would be a better team than you are going to be now without him. But Terry Rozier is a, is a solid piece. You get him for three years, and actually it's a fully guaranteed, and with a three-year deal, they would retain his bird rights after that. So that is one thing to keep in mind. Let's jump over to Waj currently and take a look and see what he has to say as far as who is going where. Uh, the f- next one we have uh, Euro League power forward Nicolo Melli has agreed to a two-year $8 million deal with the New Orleans Pelicans. So one thing that's important to note, you have a Euro League guy coming over here. You have a former Euro League guy and a former NBA guy, obviously, in Nikola Mirotic, who is heading back to the Euro League, I believe, uh, either the Euro League or the Spanish League. Uh, now that I say that out loud, but regardless, he is leaving the NBA, and uh, a foreign player from the Euro League is coming over. So that's an interesting pickup. You also have the uh, the Pelicans uh, picking up JJ Redick. I believe the deal was two years. It's around twenty six million dollars. So. Definitely a huge chunk of change for him. That was definitely not something the Wolves were ever going to entertain. We reached out. We were interested. I believe Cat had even talked to J.J. Redick about possibly setting up a meeting. As on his podcast, J.J. Redick did talk about some meetings he had heard about and some kind of, I guess, a full-court press, if you will, that Towns was putting on free agency. That's a big thing. Towns really solidifying himself as the face of the franchise couple other deals that reached recently. We have Garrett Temple has agreed to a two-year, $10 million deal with Brooklyn. Agent Mark Bartlestein tells ESPN. And again, I know that's not the big move you're talking about for the Brooklyn Nets. The, the biggest moves, of course, for the Brooklyn Nets were they able to grab both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Very, very impressive that they were able to get both those guys. Obviously, that's a big part of the off. That was the biggest move. I mean, those were the names that you were looking for. And once those dropped, you felt like things were going to change as far as the Wolves are concerned. Now, it was announced earlier today, I believe by Mark Stein, that the Wolves are number one on the list of destinations for D'Lo. So that's pretty impressive. By the way, going over the specifics of some of these other deals here. So we talk about... Durant, we talk about Irving, but as Waj points out, Brooklyn is making a clean sweep tonight. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and one of Kevin Durant's best friends, I guess, DeAndre Jordan, is also going to be joining the Nets. So that's going to be an interesting Nets team to watch. Not as much this coming year, just given that Kevin Durant's going to be out for the season. Obviously, he had his injury that he suffered in the, in the finals. And, and as much as I'm not a big fan of Kevin Durant, I wish him a fast and speedy recovery, and hopefully he's able to come back to form. If you're an NBA fan, Kevin Durant's one of the best to ever lace him up, and you want him back on the court. And uh, give a shout-out to another, another team coverage, I should say, another radio show on our network, the Brooklyn Buzz, part of the Off the Glass Network as well. Uh, shout-out to them. You're definitely going to want to tune into them. Very similar to us, you can search them out on Twitter, but they're going to have a special episode tonight, I believe. Uh, again, that's the Brooklyn Buzz, part of the Off the Glass Network. Something to watch for going forward is that's going to be a, a pretty interesting team. 
A lot of, a lot of moves to be made for the Nets. I think there's still a good chance we see some sort of a, um, let's say, a signing trade with the Nets as far as the Wolves are concerned. I think that would be the easiest way for the Wolves to make everything kind of uh, function out. A lot of it's going to come down to uh, Wiggins. What's what's the trade for him going to be like? Jeff Teague, what's the trade for him going to be like? Because my understanding is both those players are likely going to be moved. So that's going to be interesting to see when that actually occurs. I know uh, a funny a funny tweet from a friend of the show and obviously one of the insiders of the Minnesota area, not just the Wolves, but all Minnesota sports, Darren Wolfson, uh, someone had asked him if he had any information. He said, I'm pretty sure someone that works for ESPN is going to have that information before I will. So definitely going to want to watch, uh, as we're watching here, Adrian Wojnarowski's Twitter. So a few other moves that have come in now. Al Farouk Aminu was a free agent. He has agreed to a three-year, $29 million deal with the Orlando Magic. The Magic are doing some deals. I'm not going to sit here and say I love them. Uh, they also uh, they did lock up Nick uh, Vucevic, which I think was a, a, something they had to do uh, for their future. And then Terrence Ross actually has agreed to a four-year, $54 million deal to return to the Magic. Um, these, are, these are interesting signings, but I don't know. I don't know what to say uh, as far as whether or not it's a good deal for them. The Magic aren't exactly going to be suitors for too many big-name players. They're not at a great point, so that's something to keep in mind. Uh, John Krasinski, by the way, from The Athletic, uh, one of the Wolves insiders, just sent out this. The Indiana Pacers and Ricky Rubio are in advanced talks on a deal. League sources tell him and Scott Agnes. Deal is not done yet, but is expected to be finalized soon. Now, one thing we heard earlier today was that the Wolves actually had a plan B in free agency as far as the point guard position, and that was Ricky Rubio. Unfortunately, they were balked, or uh, their their uh, chances were rebuffed by the Ricky Rubio camp, I think mainly because of the D'Lo stuff. Plus, I don't know that Ricky was definitely jumping at the chance to come back to Minnesota. Now, for anyone that knows me, I am one of Ricky's biggest fans. Before he was drafted here, I was all in on him at the draft, so... Uh, for me, I would have loved to get him back, but let's be honest. Would I rather have Ricky Rubio or D'Angelo Russell? It's not. I'm sorry, Ricky, but it's just not close. I would 100% take him over anyone else uh, that's actually realistic. Uh, and Ricky Rubio would have been a great plan B, but I'm fine with this. Uh, another interesting thing when we talk about the Timberwolves and their point guard position is the uh, Twitter account of Tyus Jones. Uh, one thing, if anyone didn't see this, uh, that was actually going to be something to watch for because he is a restricted free agent. The Wolves did make sure to uh, pick up that qualifying offer, so he is restricted. Uh, but a few teams to watch for his services. There's a lot of teams that could use a good point guard. I don't know necessarily that we're talking as a starter, but if someone offers him the right kind of money, you know that could be tough. I saw some people predicting eight to ten million, which is quite a bit for a guy that, I, as much as I like him, let's not pretend he's proven a lot. But he actually tweeted out a picture of a. Uh, him wearing the Wolves jersey, the number one, and then kind of the praying emoji. So we'll see. I think it's one of those things where he's kind of looking ahead and saying, where am I going to go? Uh, a few other things to note. Oh, from Bobby Marks, by the way, he is the ESPN cap expert. Uh, New Orleans is now projected to have $18 million in room after the two-year $26.5 million J.J. Red contract. The guard has now earned $62 million in three separate contracts since the 17-18 season. He's an interesting player because when things started off for him coming out of Duke, there were lots of questions on whether he would be as successful as he is or as he was at the college level. You know, very good at Duke, but there were lots of question marks. I think can he get his own could he create his own shot? The guy could obviously score, he could obviously shoot, but you wonder what would happen. He has had a phenomenal 
basketball career. Very impressed with J.J. Redick. Really good guy. Uh, very hard worker. And he's had a great career, and it's tough to argue with that. Very, very pleased uh, as far as uh, his career. And the Wolves would have liked him, but again, just too much money. Uh, some, other op- some other opportunities or some other deals, I guess, that are coming in. We have Chris Middleton is agreeing to the five-year max to stay with Milwaukee. So uh, very interesting there. Made a lot of sense for Chris Middleton. They obviously could make him the most or offer him the most money. And there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, securing that bag, as they say. Uh, a couple other things coming in. 76ers have started negotiations with Agent Rich Paul on a contract extension for all-star guard Ben Simmons, league sources tell ESPN. You know, that's, a, that's the interesting thing. If you are a fan of the Sixers, you have that interesting stuff about what's going to happen with Jimmy Butler. It does sound like at this point he's not going back to Philly. I think uh, ultimately he probably, it sounds like, is going to end up going to Miami. Be interesting as far as what they're going to actually accomplish here. I think they take a huge step back. You're losing Jimmy Butler. They're hopeful they can re-sign Tobias Harris, which is going to be pretty important. They're going to have to pay him a lot. That is a guy that is going to get a lot, a lot of money. Another deal that just popped in, Daniel House has agreed to a three-year, $11.1 million deal to return to the Houston Rockets. Good for him. Nothing wrong with that move. So far, no updates as far as the D'Angelo Russell situation is concerned. So we will continue our talk on the league as a whole. Uh, free agent Kemba Walker pretty much missed this. Agreed to a four-year, $141 million max contract to join Boston. You know, that's a great deal for Boston. And has anyone ever noticed, it always seems like the really big-name teams always have money when it's needed. That's what it seems like. And that's what makes what the Wolves are trying to accomplish right now so impressive. Space, And we did just that. Or at least that's the understanding that most people are seeing. Uh, one free agent that the Wolves are going to lose, and I think many Wolves fans are very happy about this, but that is free agent guard Derek Rose agreed to a two-year, $15 million deal. He is joining the Detroit Pistons. I, for one, think that's a, a pickup for them. I'm not going to say it's a good pickup, a solid pickup. It is just that. It is a pickup. So I'm very interested in uh, what's going to happen with that. Kind of, uh, oh, wow, some breaking news here. This is actually quite crazy. Ricky Rubio agreed to a three-year, $51 million deal with the Suns. Holy crap. That's incredible. Wow. I, I am actually, I am speechless. We were just talking about how he was likely going to the Pacers, and all of a sudden, everything changes. I mean, that's, that's remarkable to me. What, how did that even happen? Un, that's, that's crazy. And that's a lot of money, by the way, for Ricky Rubio. I mean, that guy is getting absolutely paid surprising that oh and wow how about this and Malcolm Brogdon is actually going to Indiana so that's pretty interesting uh, how just in a matter of moments things changed I would guess what probably ended up happening is the Suns probably offered way more money I don't think there's any way the Pacers were offering that kind of money I mean that's crazy money uh, for Ricky Rubio and I'm a huge I'm a huge Ricky fan but that's a lot of money I I think that's probably uh Oof. Well, the Suns needed a point guard. Let's say this. The Suns needed a point guard. They weren't going to get D'Angelo. It wasn't happening. Russell was coming here. And I think that pretty much that pretty much really solidifies what we expected. There were a lot of dominoes that had to fall for things to work out. And I think uh, at this point, it feels like it's a good step in the right direction. Nothing's guaranteed, but 
it's very interesting to say the least. Uh, going over a couple numbers here, you know, we had we had touched on the Durant stuff. Uh, Durant, by the way, four years, 164 million, and Irving is four years, 141 million. That we don't actually know what the uh, the deal is going to be as far as DeAndre Jordan. That's going to be down the road, but that's a, a pretty good amount of money. And we talked about it earlier. The specifics of JJ Redick, it was two years, 26 and a half million uh, to join the Pelicans. So looking for some of these other uh, offers that have come up. We, uh, free agent Kemba Walker, we mentioned him. Uh, Chris Middleton's deal was five years, $178 million is what he ended up uh, fully getting with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, free agent Harrison Barnes on what I think is one of the worst moves so far of free agency. Let me say not for him, but for the Kings. Four years, $85 million to stay with the Kings. I get why he did it. You know, it's funny. When he declined his player option for this year, people were laughing. No one's laughing anymore. He definitely was able to get himself uh, paid. Uh, very impressive by his agent. Whoever his agent is, uh, that guy deserves a medal. Uh, looking at this, another one, you have Gerald Green. One-year deal is returning to the Rockets. I don't have the specifics on the contract, but good pickup for them. The Rockets, I'm not – that's the team that's – again, I don't know if it's Chris Paul, but teams he's on are just always – they seem like they're kind of stuck in no man's land. You don't really necessarily feel like they're going to win a championship. They're not going to be a bad team, obviously, but they never really kind of take that next step. So you wonder if more moves are going to happen this offseason for them. Uh, free agent center Jonas Valanciunas has agreed to a three-year, $45 million deal to return to the Memphis Grizzlies. So interesting moves across the board. Again, we are going to keep you apprised. Every single time a new move comes, we will definitely have it here uh, as part of this uh, prospect. Now, uh, one thing uh, – Oh, here we go. Indiana is trading a first round and two future second round picks to Milwaukee for Malcolm Brogdon. Very interesting. The Malcolm Brogdon deal, by the way, is a four years, $85 million deal with Indiana. Very good for him. Uh, And the thing about that, that's the same deal that we just talked about Harrison Barnes got. And if you look at the two players, uh, it's no question that you'd rather have Malcolm Brogdon on that deal. Uh, Kings are going to Kings, I guess. But I'm still... You know, we talk about bad franchises making bad decisions. I like Ricky Rubio a lot, but, man, that's a lot of money. I just – I don't know about that. I don't know how that's going to work. And on top of that, uh, one thing that Ricky Rubio never got in Minnesota is shooting. The one nice thing about the Suns, you got Booker right there that's going to be able to get some shots off, but I still – I'm not sure on the fit as far as the money. That's a lot of money to pay for the Suns. But I will say this. Ricky Rubio is the kind of player and the gamer that can make other players better. I know a lot of Wolves fans disagree with this, but I am all in as far as that specific storyline. And I'm very interested to see what he is able to do with the Suns. But again, to me, that's a little bit of an overpay. Who are you, who are you bidding against? I don't know that anyone else was going to offer him that kind of money. But they got their guy. There's something to be said about going into free agency and saying, all right, this is the piece I want to acquire, and then going out and getting it, and that's what the Suns did right as free agency started. Now we'll see if the Wolves can do the same. A big part of that now, there are some conflicting reports. So there's an interesting uh, report that came out. It was a T-Wolves, uh, a T-Wolves Twitter account. Let me find the specifics here. It's very, I don't know, it's very interesting to say the least. Now, Wow, let's see here. The The thing that they pointed out is something kind of interesting, at least. Let me take a look here. at This is from at Wolves Central, so at Wolves Central MN. Sources, the meeting between the Timberwolves and D'Angelo Russell will not be until late tonight or early early tomorrow, giving, up, giving Minnesota time to free up the necessary cap space to sign Russell during the meeting. I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, 
why would they do that? It makes it just doesn't make any sense at all. I just don't. I don't understand why somebody would. First of all, I think this person is literally just trying to throw, you know, throw shit at the wall and hope it sticks. Because some, you might look at the situation and say to yourself, "This is how it's probably going to happen, right?" You're going to say, "Okay, well, we already know we got them, so we're going to do this." That's not what's going to happen. Here's what happens, at least in my mind, and based on what I'm hearing, based on what I'm reading. To me, the only way they even got a meeting with D'Angelo Russell is because they already knew they had deals that were ready to go or deals that could be facilitated. Now, because of that, what they would do is they would say, all right, D'Angelo, we've got the moves ready to go. We're going to have this meeting with you. Just finalize what we want to kind of go to contract-wise, things like that, uh, setting up a sign-and-trade or however they end up doing it, and boom, at that point, you're in the meeting. Call those teams. You say, boom, boom, let's do this. Wiggins, you're going here. Boom, boom. Here we go. We are sending Teague to this team. And all of a sudden, you've got the space, or if you do a sign-and-trade, you know, you've got that going. And then you say, all right, there it is, D'Angelo. Boom, boom, sign. You agree to this, and it's done. That's how it's going to work. It doesn't make any sense to me uh, the way this person is claiming it's going to go down. So I, I just don't uh, – sorry, I don't believe you. Uh, and I hope that you're wrong because, that, to me, it just – why wait on something like that? Let's just get these deals done. You've had weeks now – well, to, to finalize what was out there. You think that Gerson Rochas goes into free agency and he's like, hopefully I can find a deal for you? Hopefully I can find a deal to free up space? No, he's got a deal in mind. Things are going to happen. It's, it's just something that I'm not concerned about. I, I, really, I really don't have any issues there, and it's something to watch for. Uh, by the way, a guy that we love here on the show, we just had uh, something breaking. Uh, Thomas Bryant has agreed to a three-year, $25 million deal to return to the Wizards. Now, that is a guy, I will say, here at the Howell, we were on top of him before anyone else, at least that I know of. But we've been on him for years now. We thought he was going to be the real deal. Part of that was um, watching him play. Part of that was, of course, our 2K simulations where he just gets amazing. And he would take a huge jump, by the way. Uh, another guy that we've had that, that interests me just in terms of virtual play 2K is uh, Tyler Davis is very similar, a guy that just kind of takes off all of a sudden. So very pleased. Uh, if you're a Wizards fan, be very happy. I know, I know some Wizards fans were really hoping they could re-sign him. In three years, 25, that's, that's not bad. You're looking at, you know, what, $8.3 million a year. That's, that's pretty solid. You're not uh, really handicapping yourself in any way. Uh, just happened... Miritich, uh, we've talked about moved on to Europe. Now, Waj says this. Once Miritich made a surprising decision to return to Europe, the new Jazz GM, Justin Zanuck, pivoted and made a strong push to sign Bogdanovich out of Indiana. In his first few months as GM, Zanuck has landed Mike Conley and Bogdanovich. Jazz are a legitimate Western Conference contender now, and I would agree. Uh, the Jazz have had a fantastic offseason. And actually, we did not touch on that, but... Uh, Bohan Bogdanovich has agreed to a four-year, $73 million deal with the Utah Jazz. Very solid moves there. you got to like what the Jazz are doing. If you're a Wolves fan, of course, you don't love it because you obviously want them to, uh, let's just say, we don't want them to succeed. Obviously, the Wolves and the Jazz, uh, not only in the same division, or sorry, not only in the same conference, but the same division. And that's something to watch for going forward in our conference and division. Uh, free agent forward Rodney Hood has agreed to a two-year, $16 million deal to return to the Portland Trailblazer. By the way, most of these guys uh, credit CAA as they are the ones they are the ones that actually have uh, their agency has a lot of these players that we're hearing about. So kind of interesting. Definitely cool, almost like a reclamation project. Uh, if you're Rodney Hood, you came from the Jazz. Obviously, you were 
a little bit of a mixed bag as far as what you got there. Then you move on to the Cavaliers, where you were, again, very much a mixed bag. But I felt like he was one of the better players for the Blazers in the playoffs. I, he was very good, uh, very, very good, and I think he did a great job. And this is a good, solid pickup for the Blazers. Uh, we have a new, uh, let's see, what does uh, Waj say here? Neil Olshia had traded for Kemp Bazemore as protection in case Blazers lost Hood in free agency. Now Hood and Bazemore return together, and Blazers remain among the elite of the Western Conference. I would agree, the Blazers are a very, very solid team. Have already made some nice moves as far as free agency and trades and the draft. Uh, lots to like about what the Blazers have over there. They did just, uh, by the way, I don't have the specifics in front of me, but they did sign a contract extension for Damian Lillard. And actually, Damian Lillard, uh, one thing to keep in mind, he's going to be the first player in NBA history to make $50 million in a single season as part of that deal. So pretty interesting there. Lots, lots of moves going on. There's lots to like if you're a fan of the NBA. And what's kind of nice about the way they've changed this, it's no longer midnight. You know, Now we're talking uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Much easier. It's very, it's very much a primetime type deal. You're able to probably get more people involved in this. You get a better audience, and I think it really boosts the NBA's appeal. Not everyone can be up till midnight. Heck, I've got a newborn at home. Not always easy to be up whenever you want to be, and this makes things much simpler if you are an NBA fan or if you're a young NBA fan, uh, probably a little simpler as well. So very, very uh, interesting to say the least. Lots to watch for going ahead. We'll see what ends up actually uh, taking place for the Wolves. We're still, now we're sitting here. It's about 45 minutes into free agency. Uh, still really no updates as far as the Wolves are concerned. And that's okay. We didn't think it was going to be one of those things where right off the bat, all of a sudden you hear a big wash bomb. It was going to take some time. There's going to be the player meeting. There's other stuff going on in the backgrounds. So we'll see what actually ends up uh, occurring as far as the Wolves are concerned. But I would think sooner than later, we're going to get some sort of a resolution as far as the trades, D'Angelo Russell, etc. One thing of note, Darren Wolfson tweeted out just recently, someone had asked him, is it down to just the Lakers and the Wolves for D'Angelo Russell? And he said uh, there could be other teams, maybe multiple other teams. So we'll see if anything changes as far as that is concerned. I'm not real uh, concerned at this point. I'm not going to sit here and jinx it and say he's coming, but I, I do think there's a better than not chance that uh, by the end of today or by the end of tomorrow, you know, sooner than later, I should say, we're going to see D'Angelo Russell on to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And, and probably, again, Jeff Teague and Andrew Wiggins going somewhere else. Taking a little bit of a break, things had gotten quiet too quiet, if you ask me. And so no shock, uh, we did have a move here. Adrian Wojnarowski reports, free agent forward Tobias Harris has agreed to a five-year, $180 million contract to return to the Philadelphia 76ers. His agent and father, Terrell Harris, of Unique Sports Management, tells ESPN. So there you go. Not surprising at all. We figured once there was the talk that Jimmy's likely leaving, let's say for Miami. You definitely had to make sure that you secured Harris and they did just that. Plus you talk about losing JJ Redick as well. You could not lose Harris also. I mean, they had to give the guy a max contract, but he is a solid player. Lots to like for Tobias Harris. This is a solid move for the Sixers. Although I will say you're looking at a Sixers team that unfortunately, if you're a Sixers fan, I just think takes a a pretty sizable step back losing Jimmy Butler. You still have a really, really good team. Don't take anything away from that, but you're definitely, I don't see championships. Let's say that. I think things could be better as far as you are concerned. 
And he does say, by the way, uh, Waj adds, deal includes no player option. Uh, so that's uh, one thing to note on the deal with Tobias Harris. Again, going to the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers are fast and furious making moves. They also added now free agent Mike Scott has agreed to a two-year, $9.8 million deal to return to Philadelphia. So in wake of losing J.J. Redick, sounds like losing Jimmy Butler, the Sixers, the Sixers were not willing to just sit on the sidelines. They wanted to make sure that they got some players and that they could stay competitive, adding pieces that were keeping pieces in some cases. Uh, as far as what you have around guys like Simmons and guys like Joel Embiid. A few more bombs have been dropped. Uh, actually, uh, Shams with the first one. Carol Damari, that is, signing a two-year $13 million deal with the Spurs, league sources said. And then Waj, Nerlens Noel has agreed to a deal to return to the Thunder, league sources tell ESPN. That's uh, that's interesting. Definitely uh, a couple nice moves. Nerlens Noel is an interesting piece to me. I, I'm not necessarily in love with him as a player, but there's a lot to like about what he brings to the table at least. This is definitely an interesting prospect or process, and it's fun to kind of talk through as things are happening. Now, there are reports that possibly the Durant to the Nets deal could end up being a sign-in trade ultimately. So, of course, you have some Wolves fans that are getting a little scared as far as D'Angelo Russell going to the Warriors, but no fret, they cannot uh, sign him. That is not a that is not an option. Financially, it doesn't work, uh, so it's not a uh, it's not something that you need to worry about. So we'll keep watching that. Again, this is a, I guess you're kind of, a, this is a live listen in to, uh, well, I guess when you're listening to this now, it's not live, but this is kind of a listen into the process. We are sitting here, it's basically D'Angelo Russell watch uh, 2019, hoping things happen sooner than later. And so we can uh, kind of move on and see what kind of pieces we're getting and, and see what else is going to kind of come down the pipeline as far as trades, things of that nature. That's going to do it for the live reaction portion. As we were recording this, some things changed as far as the the Wolves were concerned, and we wanted to be able to kind of jump into that kind of after the fact because uh, live there were a lot of poor reactions from Wolves fans, and we thought it was best to kind of uh, hold off on that section of free agency and kind of address it after uh, more moves had been made. You're listening to Dash Radio's Another Minute channel, and we are the Howl. You really done it this time, haven't you? Prof, it's about that time, Minnesota, stand up. We put our heart into the court, it's time to man up. Showtime, baby, time to rep your squad. Co-sign, baby, time to do our job. All in every minute when we on the court, of course it's important, I got your back. All the other teams that they want to want is fun, but when the time comes, the game is whack. You're in the woods now, this is our city. Snatch that rock right out your hands, pardon me. You're in the cold, cold north, even the fans bite. Wolves united, everybody clap your hands like. Louder. Louder. Run with the pack, I'm a beast, I'm an animal. Everybody say I am a Timberwolf. I'm 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 a Timberwolf. Let's go. Hey, DJ Mad I'm a Timberwolf. I'm a Timberwolf. I'm a 
few days later, actually, when I'm recording this uh, next portion of our show, and uh, we kind of have a, a better idea of what's going to happen or what is happening in free agency as far as not only the Timberwolves, but other players as well. Really, the biggest uh, domino left to fall. I mean, there's a number of smaller dominoes uh, and maybe some medium-sized dominoes, depending on uh, how you view a certain player. So it's going to be interesting to see what the next step is. But Kawhi Leonard has not signed yet. Now, some people are saying it's going to be the Raptors. I saw I saw a report coming out of uh, somebody on Instagram. Uh, verse, you know, it was some goofy thing about how like, oh yeah, uh, I saw a report of this. He's going to sign a one plus one with the Raptors. Of course, you have a lot of uh, people saying he's going to sign with the Lakers. And then there's a few Clippers people out there. To me, it it's tough to really gauge. I actually think based on what right now, based on my gut feeling. I do think Kawhi Leonard ends up being with the Los Angeles Lakers. So actually, when we go through and we do our simulation portion of free agency, we are going to do just that. So we are going to start, though, of course, going through the different teams and the different uh, transactions uh, that each team was able to accomplish at the start of free agency. All right. So the first thing we're going to do is we take a look at the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks have not made any moves, really. Uh, they're just kind of sitting here uh, with the team that they have. Uh, the one move that they did make earlier, so this is not part of free agency, was the, the move, uh, the Evan Turner and the trade with the Blazers. So that was one interesting thing there. So just to look at their roster, you have Evan Turner, Alan Crabb, Solomon Hill, Miles Plumley, Trey Young, Cam Reddish, Alex Len, John Collins, Kevin Herter, DeAndre Bembry, Omari Spellman, and Jalen Adams. Now, there are a few guys on the roster that don't have uh, guarantees necessarily, uh, but uh, we'll see what ends up happening there. But those are the guys listed as far as their team is concerned. We're, move, not, we're not going to spend a ton of time on some of these teams, so there's not much to say. I think there's a bright future for the Hawks, but ultimately they didn't really do much uh, in the free agency period. Next up, we have the Boston Celtics, who uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum did tons uh, as far as this period is concerned. So taking a look at what they were able to do, obviously the big move was signing Kemba Walker. They also grabbed Enos Cantor, which I think is a very underrated signing. Um, not, not known for his defense by any means, and I think that is going to possibly be an issue for them is inside defense, especially, you know, you wonder what's going to happen with their roster. They lose Al Horford, a little bit of a mixed bag. But just what, what they actually have on their team, they did re-sign uh, Daniel uh, Theus as well. So it's Kemba Walker, Gordon Hayward, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Daniel Tice, Enos Cantor, Gershon Yabusele, Robert Williams, Semi Ojale, and then they do list uh, uh, Vincent Poirier. And I think he... If I recall, he was a European prospect that they might have brought over. I, I don't know for sure what the deal is there. I know they did just bring on Brad Wanamaker as well. He was re-signed. They do have the rookie contracts, of course, or that they you know will probably bring on of Romeo Langford and Grant Williams. It's an interesting team. It's not a great team. As far as the East is concerned, though, it's a it's a pretty good team. So if you're a Boston Celtics fan, uh, you're probably pretty happy. Plus, again, you've got Brad Stevens. With Brad Stevens... Uh, lots is possible. Very, very good coach. One of the best in the league. Next up, we have the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, I don't think we have to tell you twice what happened with them, obviously. Durant, Kyrie Irving, they are there. They still have Spencer Dinwiddie, DeAndre Jordan, Joe Harris, Garrett Temple, Torian Prince, Karis Levert, Jarrett Allen, Zanin Musa, Rodion Skurks, and Wilson Chandler. At one point, there was a talk that they were going to have to try to move on from another salary, and they were looking at maybe Musa. I would kill for Zanin Musa on the Timberwolves. 
Uh, just a really cool prospect. I'm a huge fan of his, just 20 years old. Only played one season, didn't play much. So a name to watch for uh, going ahead. I wonder what they're going to end up doing with him. I hope he pans out with whatever team he ends up with. Next up, we have uh, taking a look at the Charlotte Hornets are the next team on our list. Uh, they have uh, a few things. Obviously, they lost Kemba Walker. The big thing was a sign-and-trade for Terry Rozier. Uh, they get him on a three-year, $58 million contract. Uh, that was the, the big move that they did. But looking over their roster, so Batoon, Rozier, Biombo, Marvin Williams, Cody Zeller, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, Malik Monk, Miles Bridges, Willie Hernan Gomez, Dwayne Bacon, and Devontae Graham. I will say this. If you are a Hornets fan, I would say don't look at your roster after having just eaten. It is not a great roster. It might leave you sick. I mean, that's just me being honest. Not a whole lot to like there. One guy that we do really like, of course, is J.P. Mikura. We'll see how his future ends up panning out for them. They also have, of course, uh, their draft pick, P.J. Washington. He is not technically signed yet, but uh, obviously he will be, and he will be part of their future. Next up, we have the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Bulls are kind of an interesting team. I think they've got a pretty bright future, and they made some interesting moves. They agreed to a two-year contract with Luke Cornett, uh, three-year, $9 million contract with Ryan Arciadacano, so he's going to stay there. They did a trade, actually. Uh, I think it was a sign-in trade, uh, but Thomas Sadoransky uh, is part of the... Bulls now, a three-year contract. Yeah, so part of a sign-and-trade. And then, obviously, they have Kobe White was their rookie signing. Uh, taking a look at uh, what their roster looks like now, you have Otto Porter Jr., Zach Levine. They did add Thad Young, which is a very, very underrated signing. If he hadn't gone there, I would have loved the Wolves possibly looking at him, but he makes quite a bit of money, $13 million. That wasn't something in the cards for us. Uh, so Thomas Sadoransky, Cristiano Felicio, Chris Dunn, Kobe White. And by the way, they're possibly looking to move on from Chris Dunn. And as much as I dislike him, uh, you know, he's still young, 25 years old. If someone told me we were going to take a chance on him, given he doesn't make a lot of money, and, you know, you, you only have one, I think, one year left, take a chance on him as a defensive prospect, uh, it could be a lot worse. Uh, moving on, uh, Kobe White, Lowry Markinen, Wendell Carter Jr., Denzel Valentine, Ryan Arciadacano, Chandler Hutchison, Antonio Blakeney, Shaq Harrison, Walter Lemon Jr., and Luke Cornett. So that is how their roster sneaks out. Again, future is very bright for the Chicago Bulls. They're very fortunate, by the way, that we passed up on Kobe White, who I think is going to be a very good player. So things to watch for. Uh, they signed. So next up, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers. They signed Dylan Windler to a two-year, $2 million contract. And they, of course, signed their other rookie, Darius Garland, so that's the other one there. And then as well as they do still have they do have Kevin Porter Jr. He has not signed yet. Looking at their roster, it's Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith. Now J.R. Smith does have that contract that is non-guaranteed. I believe you have, I don't know the date, the sixth maybe or the tenth is where it goes from ten million. If you cut him before then instead of being worth like ten million, it's worth three million. So that's something to watch for if he ends up getting traded. Brandon Knight, Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr., John Henson. Uh, Matthew Delvadova, Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, because, of course, they wanted to see how many point cards they could have on one team. Uh, Jetty Osmond, Ante Zizic, and Dylan Windler. Looking, I don't think they have, uh, let's see who they, they might have a couple two-way players under contract. I don't know for sure if that's uh, set in stone at this point. So we'll see there. But they do have uh, Dang Adele, uh, Dean Wade, and Jaron Blossom Gamer, guys they might be having in that uh, portion of their roster as far as two-way contracts. Uh, next up, we have the Dallas Mavericks. 
taking a look at what they have on the table. So it's Kristaps Porzingis, obviously, was their uh, their big player. Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee. They did sign Dwight Powell. Uh, actually, and just going over a, a few things here. So Kristaps, he signs the five-year, $158 million contract. Uh, they did sign Seth Curry to a four-year, $32 million deal. Very solid money for Seth Curry. Very good shooter. I can understand the value there. Maxi Kleba agreed to a four-year, $35 million deal. Uh, J.J. Barea, one-year, $2.56 million contract. And then Dorian Finney-Smith uh, stays three years, $12 million. So uh, to round out their roster, Justin Jackson, Ryan Brokoff, and Jalen Brunson. And then they do have two-way players, uh, Kostas Antetokounmpo and Daryl Macon. So uh, an interesting roster there. I like a lot of the moves that the Mavericks have made. Can we interest you maybe in a Jeff Teague? That's all I'm saying. You've got some cap space. Let's find a way to get that done. All right, next up we have the Denver Nuggets. Obviously, one of the Timberwolves' arch rivals. Uh, definitely want to take a look at how they are shaping up. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But a Channel. This is our free agency special, taking a look at the whole league as well as the Timberwolves specifically. We are on to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, we have Paul Millsap, Nikolai Jokic. By the way, with Paul Millsap, uh, they did exercise his $30.35 million option. Some people weren't sure they were going to do that. Obviously, though, they did. Uh, taking a look at what else we have here. Uh, they did pick up uh, one one interesting thing that they did was they got the rights to Bowl Bowl. I'm very curious to see what ends up happening with him. Uh, by the way, and then a five-year extension or five-year contract for Jamal Murray, five years, $195 million, a max contract. So good job, Jamal Murray. Obviously a player that should have been a Timberwolf. So Paul Millsap, Nikolai Jokic, Gary Harris, Mason Plumlee, Will Barton, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Juan Hernan Gomez, Malik Beasley, Torrey Craig, Monte Morris, Jared Vanderbilt. If you told me you thought the Nuggets had the best young roster in basketball, I don't know that I could sit here and disagree. There's a lot to like about what they're building there. Uh, unfortunately, as a Wolves fan, I don't like it at all, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, taking a look now at the Detroit Pistons. Uh, obviously, they they made a few different moves. Uh, they did decline the option for Glenn Robinson III, and they, uh, he actually uh, went to a different team. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, Derek Rose agrees to a two-year, $15 million contract with them. I was pleased with that because I just didn't want him here. Uh, no offense, Derek, but we don't need you here. We've got better options as far as I'm concerned. I just don't see him as a positive player. Next up, and you have Tim Frazier signed a one-year contract with Detroit. So they round out their roster. Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, Reggie Jackson, Tony Snell, Langston Galloway, Derek Rose, Luke Kennard, Thon Maker, Tim Frazier, Bruce Brown, Sfee McCulloch, and Kyrie Thomas. I'm not a big fan of what the Pistons are doing or not doing. I don't know. I just It's kind of a meh roster. It's good enough to make the playoffs in the East. I mean, that's very true. But not a lot to like, in my estimation, at least, from the Pistons. I'm just not a big fan of what they've done. I, it's it's just not me. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, next up, you have the Golden State Warriors, uh, who have done a number of deals. And, I, you know, that's the team you love to hate, right? Golden State. Uh, taking a look, so they obviously uh, sniped D'Angelo Russell. we got to talk about it at some point. We'll kind of mention it here. We'll go more in depth after we've gone through the different teams. But uh, they sniped D'Angelo Russell from us. They uh, were able to re-sign Kayvon Looney to a three-year, $15 million deal. They got Glenn Robinson on a two-year, just under $4 million contract. Uh, does include a 2020 player option. And Willie Cauley-Stein agrees to a min contract with Golden State. Shame on you, Willie Cauley. There are other teams out there that made more sense. 
I just don't like it. They're not going to be that good. I, I, I'm sorry, but I don't think the Warriors are going to be that good next year. You don't even know when Clay's going to come back. They said likely it's probably going to be five to seven months, and likely the seven-month period, closer to that, maybe later. You don't know, and you don't know how he's going to come back even. And so to me, Willie, what are you doing? Go to the Lakers. Go sign him in deal with the Lakers, especially if they get Kawhi. That would have been fantastic. Such good value. I'm a huge Willie Cauley-Stein fan. I just disagree with his decision here. Uh, taking a look at their team, though, you have Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, D'Angelo Russell, all under max contracts. Good luck with that. That fit is terrible. There's there's a few, there's some conspiracy theorists out there uh, talking about the D'Angelo Russell thing and what's going to actually happen. We'll go over that in a few minutes, but uh, regardless, right now, just on the paper, yuck. Uh, Draymond Green, Sean Livingston, Kayvon Looney, Damian Jones, Jacob Evans, Glenn Robinson III, Willie Cauley-Stein, and Alfonso McKinney. And there you have it. That's your 2019-2020, at least as we look at it right now, Golden State Warriors. Next up, we have the Houston Rockets. Uh, as far as they are concerned, uh, a few moves, nothing too fancy. They did decline uh, Nene's option, so he is a free agent, unrestricted. Uh, Gerald Green signed a one-year deal. Daniel House agreed to a three-year, $11 million contract. And Austin Rivers agreed to a two-year $4.54 million contract. That includes a 2020 player option. So they have Chris Paul, James Harden, Clint Capella. And those are some interesting names because you had a lot of trade rumors, I guess you could say, with Clint Capella. You've had some chemistry rumors as far as Paul and Harden. There's that video where uh, I can't think of which one of the players does it, but uh, one of the guys reaches out. I think it's Chris Paul reached out for a fist bump, and James Harden slaps it away. I, I don't know about you, but I've never considered slapping a fist bump. That's just like the ultimate, like, what's up? You know, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And if you're doing that, that I think I feel like there's a real problem there. Uh, additionally, you have Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, Daniel House, Austin Rivers, Deonta Davis, Chris Chioza, Gary Clark, Michael Frazier, uh, Isaiah Hartenstein, Gerald Green. Some of those are not guaranteed contracts, but we list them because they list them here on the uh, the Spotrack page, just going over the different different moves and the different players that are are part of the team. Next up, you have the Indiana Pacers, who had a have, I think they've done an awesome job so far. I'm very impressed with what they've been able to do. So they actually they had the uh, sign and trade with Malcolm Brogdon. They also agreed to a three-year, $31.5 million contract with Jeremy Lamb. A three-year contract for Edmund Sumner. Uh, Jakeenan Grant, he signed a contract, Exhibit 10. And then C.J. Wilcox, another Exhibit 10 contract. Uh, for anyone that is not aware of Exhibit 10, uh, it's just kind of an, uh, a new thing that they've brought up about. Uh, the, it, it gives the, the the team options as far as keeping the player long or longer term, or at least through the season. I think my understanding is it can change. You can use that as like a two-way deal, you can it guarantees them certain things uh, as far as uh, the season is concerned. So it's just kind of a, a new way to to approach free agency for some of these younger players. Uh, so going over the roster, you have Oladipo, Brogdon, Miles Turner. By the way, Oladipo not expected to be back by the start of the season. Last I checked, um, so we do when we do the simulations, we do have him missing. I think it's like forty-five days. So uh, that's just one thing to keep in mind. Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon, T.J. Warren, Jeremy Lamb, Doug McDermott, Domantas Sabonis, one of our favorite players here on the Howl, T.J. Leaf, Aaron Holiday, C.J. Wilcox, Elise Johnson, Jakeen and Grant, Edmund Sumner. Uh, one thing I'll mention here is there was lots of ties to Ricky Rubio going here, and this is what I want to say. I think part of what hurt the Wolves was when Ricky Rubio went to the Suns instead of going to the Pacers, all of a sudden I felt like a natural trade partner 
as far as Jeff Teague is concerned, went out the door. And it's one. It's it's interesting. I'm a I'm one of Ricky Rubio's biggest fans, so I really like what he could potentially do for that roster as far as you know setting up a Booker for open shots, getting him open looks. They talk about how he could be a really good bridge guard to take these young guys to that next step. In addition, can he do for DeAndre Ayton what he did for Nikola Pekovic? I think he could, and so that's one thing to watch for. A very a very solid pickup, if you ask me. Lots of things to like about what uh, they were able to do there. So uh, that does it for the Pacers. Next up, looking at the roster of the Los Angeles Clippers, and this is a team that, for the most part, is just kind of stuck uh, kind of stuck. That's the best way to put it. They're stuck because they are still trying to see if they are one of the teams or if they are the team to get Kawhi Leonard. Personally, I don't think they are. And I, I don't really understand why you'd want this to be your team. If you're Kawhi, uh, now I take that back. There's one thing people have talked about that Kawhi can kind of hang his hat on as being the giant killer, so to speak. And if that's what he wants to do, maybe the Clippers make some sense. But because there's no one else go, that could go there with him, there's no other superstar, to me, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Here's an interesting scenario. I'm not saying this is going to happen, and I don't even think it's probably likely, but what about he goes to the Clippers and then they sign DeMarcus Cousins? Uh, th- to me, that could be interesting, right? I, anyways, I, I'm just spitballing here. Uh, going over what they've done, you have uh, Patrick Beverly signs a three-year $40 million contract with the Clippers, and then uh, they did end up trading. They were part of a, a larger trade, the Miami trade and the Portland trade, and they ended up getting, um, getting Mo Harkless in the deal. So uh, a pretty solid pickup there. Good defender. So they have Danilo Gallinari, Pat Beverly, Mo Harkless, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Jerome Robinson, Landry Shamet, Sidnerius Thornwell, and Tyrone Wallace. Interesting roster there. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Uh, they've got some good young pieces. Uh, Shea Gilgis, uh, Harrell, very solid. Lou Williams, can't go wrong there. Patrick Beverly, while I'm not a fan of his, I understand that he has some value. And he's a very good defender. Gets under guy's skin. I do think he's a bit of a dirty player, so I'm not a big fan of his, but I get the appeal as far as uh, you know, a certain team is concerned. And they obviously uh, have experience with him. Next up, you have the Lakers. Now, the Lakers, there's not much going on there because they are saving room for Kawhi Leonard. And again, this is where we, this is where I personally think he's going to go. So when we do our simulation, we do have that happening. So it's LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma, and then they have two min deals, Jared Dudley and Troy Daniels, bringing on some shooting. Nothing wrong with that. Again, if I was Willie Cauley-Stein, this is where I would have gone. But, you know, he obviously didn't think that one through. Uh, Zach Norvell Jr. is a two-way contract player. And one thing we're going to do in the simulation, actually, because his, con- because his market's not great, and maybe you can, you can find a way to convince him to do this, um, but we're going to have them pick up – we're going to have them pick up um, DeMarcus Cousins. That is going to be an addition to their team as well. So we'll go over that when we go over the uh, simulation. Next up, we have the Memphis Grizzlies. Obviously, their offseason was started off with the big move to trade Mike Conley. Uh, taking a look, though, what else they did, they do agree to a three-year, $45 million contract with Jonas Valanciunas, and John Morant does sign his two-year, $18 million contract. So uh, they have Chandler Parsons, Andre Iguodala, Jonas Valanciunas, Avery Bradley, Kyle Anderson, John Morant, C.J. Miles, Jay Crowder, Kyle Korver, Jaron Jackson Jr., Grayson Allen, Bruno Caboclo, Dylan Brooks, Ivan Rabb, and Javon Carter. Uh, can I call them? Can I can I get can I interest them in some sort of a trade where I get Kyle Korver? Is that a thing? Because I'd like it to be. I'd like that to be the guy we get. We need shooting. If there was some sort of a way to get him from that team, uh, I think I would I would have to consider it. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening there. 
Next up, we have the Miami Heat on the list. Uh, they obviously made the big move to trade for Jimmy Butler. So Jimmy Butler, by the way, he did decline the full five-year max from the Sixers. He decided he wanted to go to Miami. And obviously, he wants to be the man. And he wants to be able to do, I, I think they talked about, uh, one way to look at it is very similar to Kawhi, uh, the superstar that maybe doesn't necessarily have another superstar, although I would argue the Raptors have a lot of fantastic talent. But the Heat, on the other hand, do not. Uh, it's a very interesting roster, to say the least. You have Jimmy Butler, obviously, who was part of the trade. They also, in, in a trade, they, they got Myers Leonard, and they gave up Hassan Whiteside. They also traded Josh Richardson. So a few different moves there. Uh, Josh Richardson's kind of funny because that was the big talker with the Wolves when we were looking at possibly trading to Miami. And some people said that uh, he was never on the table. Well, uh, it's obviously changed. Or maybe it didn't. Maybe he was on the table and Thibs was just incompetent. Who knows? We don't really know what ended up actually happening behind the scenes there. Ultimately, I do think the Wolves got the better deal. If they had done a deal with Miami and it would have been something similar to this, it would not have been as good. I'm very pleased with Robert Covington. And obviously, Dario Saric ends up turning into Jarrett Culver. So there's nothing to complain about there. But anyways, you have Jimmy Butler, Ryan Anderson, Goran Dragic, James Johnson, Justice Winslow, Kelly Olynyk. Deion Waiters, Myers Leonard, you have Bam Adebayo, Derek Jones Jr., Yante Matten, Kendrick Nunn, and Duncan Robinson. Which, by the way, when I see the name Duncan Robinson, all I can, all I think of is I say to myself, so are they big fans? Were his parents big fans of the Spurs? That's what it makes me think of. Tim Duncan and, of course, David Robinson. I don't know. Just me spitballing again. Uh, it is uh, one of those things where uh, you get some interesting names. Uh, LeBron Nash, uh, another one. Uh, so there are some players that I think come in this league with some names. Uh, hey, Isaiah Thomas. So uh, just some interesting uh, uh, things to to kind of think about when you're going through some of these names. By the way, when you do 2K simulations, there's tons of fantastic names that 2K comes up with. Uh, I, I have to give a shout out to them quick as we're going to get into the simulation soon. If you don't play 2K, first of all, you should. But if you go into my league and you have the computer create rosters, you get some fun. You definitely do. Um, next up, uh, taking a look at... On the list, we have the Milwaukee Bucks. They are the next uh, team we're going to kind of look at here. So the Milwaukee Bucks had a few moves. You, uh, George Hill, three-year, $29 million contract. They then, of course, uh, did the sign-and-trade for Malcolm Brogdon to send him to the Pacers. Uh, Chris Middleton, five years, $178 million. They ink him. Brooke Lopez, four years, $52 million. And then Wes Matthews on a one-year min deal. Uh, some interesting things, by the way. They also grabbed Robin Lopez. So they have both the Lopez brothers. Who isn't there for that, right? Aren't you there to watch that? I think that's fantastic. So anyways, going over the roster, you have Middleton, Antetokounmpo, Eric Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez, John Luer, George Hill, Ursan Ilyasova, Robin Lopez, DJ Wilson, Dante DiVincenzo, Pat Connaughton, Wesley Matthews, and Sterling Brown. I mean, what do you say about this? This is a solid team. This is one of the best teams in the East. Anytime you have Giannis out there, you're going to have one of the best teams. But you add Chris Middleton, uh, or at least you keep Chris Middleton. You love his shooting. There's so much to like about what they're building here. And, uh, I, you know, it's tough to disagree with uh, anything they've done. Uh, next up on the list, just because they're next up on the Track website, is our Minnesota Timberwolves. And I think this is a, a good good time to kind of go over some of the stuff and talk about what has happened. So you have Andrew Wiggins. Let's just take a look at the roster as a whole. So you have Andrew Wiggins, Carl Towns, Jeff Teague, Gorgie Jang, Robert Covington, Josh Okogie, Shabazz Napier, and Trevion Graham because we helped 
facilitate the trade to get D'Angelo Russell to the Warriors because, of course, we did. You have Noah Vonley, who just signed, uh, who signed a, you know, reports are weird. Some people have said he signed for more than the minimum. I don't know. I don't know if he did or not. Uh, Spotrack says he didn't. They have him listed as a min guy. And then Jordan Bell, a min guy as well. Uh, it might have been. Now, I look at Noah Vonley's uh, contract here, and it, it looks like he's slightly over the base. So, or slightly over the, the min, but it says the cap figure is the min. Uh, but those are estimations, so we'll see what ends up happening there. Uh, but we were, part, we were part of the deal, the D'Angelo Russell um, uh, move that was made. Now, let's kind of go over this. There's mixed reactions, first of all. There's also, uh, you know, not even talking about mixed reactions, uh, but one thing that you kind of uh, take a look at is the different reports. So I'll tell you this. Uh, the first thing that I was aware of as far as this one's concerned is there were definitely reporters out there. Uh, John Krasinski was one of them. Uh, they talked about how the Wolves had the deals done as far as freeing up the space to then grab D'Angelo Russell. So they, they had done that, right? Well, then, um, obviously, Sunday night, we had all of a sudden, and, and, and you know, it's funny, I, early on this episode, I talked about how it wasn't possible because my understanding was that it wasn't. But somehow they were able to jump in. They freed up the cap space, part of which, you know, in the end was the Wolves taking on two players. But uh, they freed up the cap space to give the max deal and do a sign-in trade with the Nets. So the Warriors do get D'Angelo Russell. I think it's an absolutely terrible fit. I don't get it at all. If you're D'Angelo Russell, first of all, why are you choosing the Warriors? Because keep this in mind. I, th there's been a large contingent, by the way, of people on Twitter that don't understand how contracts work. Okay, so if he doesn't want to go to Golden State, he doesn't go to Golden State. He's a restricted free agent. He's a, and that again, what are the keywords there? Free agent. So he has the opportunity to sign or not. He makes that call. No one else gets to make that call. So if he doesn't want to go to the Warriors, he doesn't go to the Warriors. And here's the other part of it. Now, what we heard earlier today was uh, Darren Doogie Wolfson did say that his understanding was that one of the teams they were working with to clear up the cap space backed out at the last minute. That's fine. Let's say that that happened. Like, I, I believe, I'm, I 100% believe that that's correct. Doogie wouldn't make that up. But let's, let's go off of that, right? It's still up to D'Angelo Russell. He still chose Golden State because you look at some of these other teams, whether it was Jimmy Butler, you know, in that sign and trade, whether it was, I know there were a few other, time, a few other pieces uh, in similar boats. And, and I'm telling you right now that lots of teams were able to free up cap space. You're telling me that given some extra time, the Wolves couldn't have done it? I call bull. I call complete bull. I think 100% the Wolves could have done it. And it was, keep in mind, this was the very first day of the moratorium. Let's not pretend that we were sitting here and we had gone through, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's July 5th and we have one day left before all this stuff happens. It wasn't like that. And so to me, uh, I went 100%, even if we didn't have the move right then and there, we could have done it. And if, if he really wanted to come here, if D'Angelo Russell really wanted to be a Timberwolf and play with his good friend, or at least we thought good friend, Carl Towns, he would have waited. And the fact that he didn't means he chose the Warriors. Just let that sink in. Under no circumstances do I believe that this was different than that. I think he 100% chose the Warriors, and that's why he didn't wait. And that's, that's just something to keep in mind uh, going forward. Now, here's where we talk about the conspiracy theory. There are conspiracy theory guys talking about you know the Jordan Bell deal, Noel Vonley, Travion Graham, uh, all this stuff. Uh, and, and then what the conspiracy theorists are saying is that what's going to happen before July 6th is that we are going to jump in. We are going to find we're going to find a place to send Jeff Teague. I, again, I mentioned the I get I mentioned the Mavs, I'm just saying, but 
We find a place to send Jeff Teague in his one-year, you know, $20 million deal that frees up enough room where you jump in. We make this deal a three-way trade, and we take D'Angelo Russell, and the Warriors take Robert Covington. That is the um, that is the the way some people are trying to spin it. I don't think it's happening. I, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I'll believe that when I see it. I, you know, it's one of those things where... It's, 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 first of all, it sounds too good to be true if you're a big D'Angelo guy. But at this point, again, I, I've kind of soured. I've kind of moved on from D'Angelo. If we get him, of course I'm going to cheer for him. I'm going to be super excited. Especially if it, if it goes down like this, then obviously there's more to it than we realized because this is something that behind the scenes obviously had been talked about. Uh, so that's, that's more to it there. The goofy thing to me is if we didn't have everything set up, what was Towns doing sending out the loading screen on his Instagram, you know? And here's and here's the thing. Let's say he th- let's say we had it all set up and it was ready to go. And let's say again, last minute Warriors step in and D'Angelo says, "Sorry, Towns. If I'm Carl Towns, by the way, I'm leaving that up because I want my friend to have a constant reminder out there that he screwed me. If that if that's how it happened. Again, there's still time. You, you never know what's going to take place. And you're gonna, maybe it's going to come out that we couldn't get the deals done. I just don't know. But ultimately, I will say, uh, I do think that D'Angelo uh, you know, kind of gave us a raw deal. And I think he made a big mistake because right after, he signed, right after this happens, you have all these reports that he's, just a, he's an asset. He, they don't plan on keeping him long term, which, again, right when the deal went down, I don't think there was anyone that said, oh, great fit, great fit. No, they just wanted to get something out of losing Kevin Durant. That's all this is. And the funny thing is, if Kevin Durant's mad at the Warriors, what's he doing facilitating a sign-and-trade? What are you doing? <laughs> like, don't do that. Oh, just so ridiculous. There's so many things to just laugh about, and only the Timberwolves. Again, this, there's no other team this could happen to. It could only happen to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Next up, we have the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, I would argue one of the, the biggest rivals the Wolves have now in the Western Conference, just in terms of the young players. There's so much to like about what they've done. My goodness. Uh, so just going over this, they uh, do pick up Jaleel Okafor's $1.7 million option. They uh, Moving on, uh, Derek Favors, they end up picking him up in a sign-and-trade. They get agree to get J.J. Redick on a two-year, uh, $26.5 million deal. They grab Nicolo Melli. He uh, was a European prospect. Uh, two years, $8 million on him. And then, of course, they did assign their number one overall pick, Zion Williamson. But this is a fun squad. If you're, I mean, this would be fun to watch. Uh, and a lot of players that you like. Uh, Drew Holiday, Derek Favors, J.J. Redick. It's so easy to cheer for J.J. Redick. It really is. Uh, Zion Williamson, another guy really easy to cheer for. Wish them all the success. Lonzo Ball, eh, maybe a little less, <laughs> maybe a little harder to cheer for, just depending on who you are. Uh, but I like Lonzo Ball. I think he, in some ways, he's underrated. I get that some people like vastly overrate him be just because of the ball brand and all that stuff. But I'm a fan of Lonzo. Uh, I, I wasn't originally. When he came out uh, at the draft time, I was not a fan of his. But ultimately, uh, you know, he kind of grew on me. And we'll see what happens there. Etwan Moore, uh, Brandon Ingram, Nicolo Melli, Josh Hart. By the way, we, we talk about Nicolo Melli, but how about this? Uh, you have Nikola Mirotic. Uh, former Pelican, actually decided to go back to Europe. Kind of interesting uh, move there. But anyways, uh, Josh Hart, Julio Okafor, Christian Wood, Frank Jackson, Darius Bertans, Kendrick Williams, and, of course, Derek Favors. We talked about him earlier. All right, that does it for the Pelicans. Now, we, we've got a few teams left before we jump into the simulation. Not a lot. Uh, next, we have the Knicks. The Knicks, what are they doing? You know, it's, free agency is so ridiculous. Uh, I'm not going to say I feel sorry for New York because I don't. I will never feel sorry for New York teams. In fact, to be honest, I'm never going to feel sorry for any fan base just given I'm here in Minnesota. 
We have it worse than you. We just do. It's just not, it's not close. But anyway, so the Knicks decided when free agency started, let's get as many power forwards as we possibly can, as their first three signings were Julius Randle, Bobby Portis, and Taj Gibson. Uh, Taj Gibson, two years, $20 million. I would argue overpay. But again, we thought that when the Wolves grabbed him, and it ended up being a great deal. You then have Wayne Ellington, two years, $16 million. Reggie Bullock, two years, $21 million. Alfred Payton, two years, $16 million. R.J. Barrett, two years, $16 million. Just a, it's just very interesting. I, I'm not really sure what they're doing here. Uh, it could be a, it could be a fun team to watch, just in terms of it's a good mix of uh, some veterans. I I like Julius Randle. I liked him out of college. Uh, I don't know that I like Julius Randle the person. Like on the court, he kind of uh, rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Uh, if anyone remembers, there was that incident he had with Kevin Garnett. I just, I don't know. There's something about him I, I don't love. But as a player, very good player. And this could be a nice deal for them. So Julius Randle, Bobby Portis, Reggie Bullock, Taj Gibson, R.J. Barrett, Wayne Ellington, Alfred Payton. They have Frank Nilakina, Dennis Smith Jr., Kevin Knox, Alonzo Trier, Damian Dotson, and Mitchell Robinson. It's, you know, it's it's one of those teams where I think they've got the pieces, at least on any given night, if they won, I don't know that I'd be too surprised. Uh, but ultimately, I mean, who knows? But they're in the East. If this was a Western team, I, it'd be tough to like it as much. And I don't even love it now, even in the East. But it's interesting. I think that's the perfect word for what they did. They they used their cap space in an interesting fashion. They they could have taken Andrew Wiggins. I'm a little surprised uh, that there weren't more more people looking for Andrew Wiggins just in terms of uh, what, depending on what you got with him. Uh, that would have been a team I, I kind of thought might make that run, but they did not, and he, you know that's what it is. Next, you have the Thunder. All right, so looking at the Thunder, uh, an interesting deal with them. So they had they signed Nerlens Noel to a deal, then he backed out, and then he signed it again. So I don't know what's going on with that. They also signed Alec Burks and Mike Muscala. Looking at their roster, they have Westbrook, George, Stephen Adams, Dennis Schroeder, Andre Roberson, Jeremy Grant, Patrick Patterson, Terrence Ferguson, Nerlens Noel, Abdel Nader. Deontay Burton, former uh, Timberwolves Summer League player, and Hamanu Diallo, Alec Burks, and Mike Muscala. Uh, from my hometown, actually, Roseville, Minnesota, Mike Muscala. I always want to see him succeed because uh, you don't really see too many guys uh, coming from here. You have the Orlando Magic next. Uh, I don't know what to say about the Magic. It, it, they are a basketball team, and, and they're doing things. Uh, they were able to uh, – so they did exercise the, uh, the option on Wesley Awundu. They signed Nikola Vucevic to a four-year, $100 million contract. No, no surprise there. Terrence Ross, four years, $54 million. Al Farouk Aminu, pretty good pickup, three years, $29 million. And then a one-year contract with Michael Carter-Williams. So uh, they have Vucevic, Gordon, Evan Fournier. Uh, Timothy Mozgov is still on the cap. Terrence Ross, Markel Fultz, Al Farouk Aminu, DJ Augustine, Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba, Michael Carter-Williams, Wesley Awundu, and Melvin Frazier. So uh, good luck to you, Orlando, but I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm not a Magic fan right now. I don't think that's there's not a lot to cheer for. Although you're hoping Markel Fultz does something. I, I, I do think, so ESPN actually has a special interview with him coming up uh, in the next couple weeks, and I'm very intrigued on what happens there. I think that could be kind of interesting. Like what led to the problems he was having injury-wise, uh, setbacks, changes, training, all that stuff. I'm very intrigued as to what we get from that conversation. Uh, next up, we have the 76ers, who all things considered, I think did a very, very good job in the offseason here. You lose Jimmy Butler, but, man, you replace him in such stunning fashion. Uh, so Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, they do sign Al Horford to a, a large deal. Uh, they were able to trade for Josh Richardson. 
They have a max offer on the table for Ben Simmons. Mike Scott they have, Zaire Smith, James Ennis, Jonah Bolden, Kylo Quinn, and Shake Milton. Uh, by the way, so James Ennis, two years, $4.1 million. Kyle O'Quinn, one year, $2 million. And Shake Milton, four years, $6.84 million. What the heck? Uh, oh, it's a converted two-way contract is what it says here, but uh, not a lot of money there, but interesting nonetheless. And I think he could be a good player. So uh, kudos, Sixers. You lose Jimmy Butler, but man, you, what a soft landing after that happens. So a lot to like from him, or from their team, I should say. Next up, you have the Suns, and uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure how to feel about the Suns. Just a, a very interesting team. Let's just say that. A lot of point guards, by the way. <laughs> a lot of point guards. Uh, so they uh, so they exercised, uh, or Tyler Johnson exercised his option. Uh, Jimmer Fredette, uh, they declined his option. They also declined Ray Spaulding. Uh, Ricky Rubio agrees to that three-year $51 million deal. I, you overpaid. I mean, you overpaid, but you got your guy, I guess. And then a two-year $10 million contract with Frank Kaminsky. I, I, sure. I mean, do you guys do you, I guess. Uh, they have Devin Booker, Tyler Johnson, Ricky Rubio, DeAndre Ayton, Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson's not long for this league. That guy keeps screwing up. His off-the-court antics, man, there's a lot going on there. Um, I don't know. Uh, Aaron Baines, though, Frank Kaminsky, Mikhail Bridges, Dario Saric, DeAnthony Melton, and Elia Kobo. So it's, an, it's, a squad, it's an interesting team. Uh, not interesting like we talked about in the Knicks because I think the Knicks could win some games. Uh I don't know what's going to happen with this team. I don't. I think. I think it's going to be bad. I think it could be bad. <laughs> Let's just say that. I, I don't love the Suns right now, and and I'm okay with that because they're a Western Conference team, and they're one of our younger competitions. So I'm I'm totally okay with that. Uh, we move on next to the Blazers. Man, the Blazers. This is such a. You know, you think about a few years back. We're talking about how the Blazers spent all this bad money and they made all these mistakes. Man, kudos to what they've been able to do with their roster. I love this. I think this is a great team. Uh, if I wasn't a Wolves fan, uh, I could understand why I got someone would want to watch the Blazers. Uh, and, and actually, shout out to uh, Holy Backboard, our, whole, our tr- Portland Trailblazers show. I, I think you guys got a good one. So uh, time will tell uh, how, how good, but I think it's going to be fun to watch this team. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. We are the Howl. This is our free agency special. Uh, let's go over what they were able to do here. Now, uh, We'll start off. They've made us. Uh, they made some trades, obviously. But uh, Rodney Hood, two years, sixteen million dollar extension. Mario Hazonia, two years, three point six six. They actually uh, they grabbed him, and it's uh, got a twenty twenty player option. Anthony Tolliver, one year min deal, and Sear Little obviously was signed. And then they traded for Hassan Whiteside. A lot of people ripped this deal. I'm gonna go on the limb and say, you know what? I think this works out in their favor. I think this ends up working out really, really well because you don't know when Nurkic is gonna come back. Like, when, seriously, when is Yusuf Nurkic coming back? I don't think we know. And so you've got Hassan Whiteside that can jump in there. You did lose Enos Cantor. I, I don't know. Something about this work to me. Something about this. My gut tells me this works out really well for them. And really bad for the other teams they're going up against. Blazers are going to be a really, really good team. I, I like a lot of what they're doing here. Uh, let's go through the list, though. Lillard, McCollum, Whiteside. They obviously had the trade. They got rid of um, they got rid of Evan Turner and grabbed Kent Bazemore. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic, Rodney Hood, Zach Collins, Scal LeBissier, Anthony Simons. You have Nasir Little, Mario Hazonia, Anthony Tolliver, and Gary Trent Jr., Minnesota's own Gary Trent Jr., a lot to like with them. I'm, I'm very pleased if I was a Blazer fan. I think uh, I would be very happy with this roster. I mean, they did a great job. Uh, only a few teams left before we jump into our simulation. You have the Sacramento Kings up next. Let's take a look at what they did. Uh, you know, 
I think you you automatically lose the offseason the second uh, you... So Harrison Barnes, right? You're so pleased. You're like, wow, he declined his player option. We save all that money. And then you go and offer him a large deal. I, I just don't get that. I, I <laughs> There are a lot of memes out there uh, when that happened. And, I, you know, we talked about it earlier, but just interesting. Uh, so Harrison Barnes signs a big deal. You have Dwayne Dedman, three years, $40 million. Trevor Ariza, two years, $25 million. Corey Joseph, three years, $37 million. And Rashawn Holmes, two years, $10 million. So their roster looks like this. Harrison Barnes, Dwayne Dedman, Trevor Ariza, Corey Joseph, Marvin Bagley, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Nemanja Bielitsa, De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Rashawn Holmes, Yogi Ferrell, Harry Giles, Caleb Swanigan, one of my favorite players, Frank Mason, and B.J. Johnson. An interesting team. I like a lot of the moves that they've made. I don't love the Harrison Barnes thing, but, I mean, who knows? He's in his prime. He's only 27. Maybe they figure something out there. Uh, but they've got some interesting pieces. If you told me that they were going to be a playoff team next year, I'd probably call BS. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. You never you never know with the Kings uh, with this roster. They've got some good pieces. Uh, we'll see. A lot of it's going to depend on how guys progress. Uh, what are we going to get from Marvin Bagley? What are we going to get from De'Aaron Fox, uh, Buddy Heald? How are these guys going to continue to grow? Uh, lots of questions, but uh, we're going to have answers sooner than later. Next up, we have the San Antonio Spurs. And after that, just three teams left to go over. Now, for the Spurs, uh, let's take a look at what they were able to do. So uh, they drafted Keldon Johnson. They were able to uh, get uh, Rudy Gay back, two years, $32 million. Damari Carroll, two years, $13 million. Uh, Luka Simonich, uh, I, I think, is a, a great pickup for them. And then Keldon Johnson, of course. They did sign both of their rookies. So look at their roster. It's DeRozan, Aldridge, Gay, Mills, Bertans, Carroll, Bellinelli, Portal, sorry, Jakob Pertle, Bryn Forbes, Lonnie Walker, Luca Simonic, Dejount Murray, Keldon Johnson, Derek White, Chemezi Metu, and uh, it looks like Ben Moore is listed as well at the bottom of their cap. I don't think he's with them right now. But anyways, uh, the one thing I'll say about this is even if you didn't like this roster, which I do think it's a solid roster, you, you still got Greg Popovich. This is going to be a, a really solid team. They're going to make a run. I think they'll make the playoffs. It's going to be an interesting team, and it makes the West that much more difficult when you every single year you have a competitive Spurs team. Greg Popovich, you need to retire. I, I'm sorry. Or just, I don't know, just leave the West. Uh, maybe go to Europe. I don't know. You, you know. You're good with European prospects. Why don't you go over there? Anyways, next up we have the Toronto Raptors, obviously laying in wait, hoping that they can re-sign Kawhi Leonard. Uh, so looking at their team, you have uh, so Kawhi Leonard declined his player option. Marcus All does exercise. They exercise the option there, and then uh, they sign Matt Thomas to a three-year, four-point-two million dollar deal. There's not a lot going on here as far as our roster. They have Kyle Lowry, Marcus All, Serge Ibaka, Norman Powell, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Chris Boucher, Malcolm Miller, and Matt Thomas. And they are hoping sooner than later that they can add in Kawhi Leonard. I don't know. I think he's going to be a Laker. I guess we will see couple teams left. We have next up the Utah Jazz, who I think uh, ultimately had a, have had a very, very good offseason. I mean, there's a lot to like about them. They're going to be really good next year. They really, really are. Uh, looking at what they were able to do, they traded uh, for Mie Oni. They agreed to a two-year, $10 million deal with Ed Davis, four-year, $73 million with Bohan Bogdanovich, a one-year min deal for Jeff Green, and a one-year min deal for Emmanuel Moutier. So their roster is as follows. Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, Bohan Bogdanovich, Joe Ingles, Dante Exum, Ed Davis, Donovan Mitchell, Tony Bradley, Georges Niang, Jeff Green, and Emmanuel Moutier, and Royce O'Neal. That's just a solid, solid group. 
Uh, they're going to be tough to beat night in and night out. Lastly, the last team, and actually a team that might end up being last, is the Washington Wizards. Uh, they actually were the one of the teams that was uh, willing to facilitate with the Lakers in order to give the Lakers a third max slot. So uh, they have a few extra players now. So in that trade, they did get Mo Wagner, uh, Jamario Jones, and then uh, they also got uh, Isaac Bonga. So... Uh, they've got those guys there. I'm a big Isaac Bonga fan, by the way. I would have definitely stepped in if I was the Wolves, throwing a second-round pick or whatever you had to do to get him here. I would have done that. But anyways, their roster, John Wall, Brad Beal, Jan Mahinmi, Thomas Bryant, Ish Smith, Jonathan Simmons, Dwight Howard, Rue Hashimura, Troy Brown Jr., Mo Wagner, Jordan McRae, Isaiah Thomas, Isaac Bonga, Jamario Jones, and Tarek Phillip. All right, and now we're just about to get uh, underway with our simulation. Uh, before that, though, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But That channel, and here we have a little music intermission for you before we start up our simulation. Yeah, I'm going to take my horse to the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I'm going to take my horse to the old town I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached, head is mad at black, got the bushes black to match, riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your Porsche, I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that Porsche, now nah, can't nobody tell me go we are starting with the simulation now I'm, I'm very interested there's gonna be more moves of course and we talked about some of the moves we just kind of put in uh one of which of course was grabbing uh marcus cousins and Kawhi leonard to the los angeles lakers so uh, we'll see what happens there uh, as far as the wolves are concerned we do have we, you know we create um ryan saunders and then we make him our coach and then we pick up some other uh you know good pieces as well around him so we got a, a pretty good defensive coach next to him, which is what they ended up doing, obviously, in real life. So that's one thing to watch for. Let's take a look, by the way, at the uh, 
Let's take a look at the power rankings and get an idea of uh, who the game really likes. NBA.com has the Lakers as the favorites. Uh, third is Warriors. Uh, I don't know about that. Good luck. As far as the Wolves are concerned, they have us. Uh, that's not bad, I guess. Uh, 21. Uh, you know, it's not great, but it's not, it's not terrible. We'll take that. Uh, moving on, let's see what else. Uh, 2K Sports also has the Lakers as the best team. They also like the Celtics, and they uh, do not like us. They have us as 28. And then Mark Spears, 13th. All right, Mark, let's go. Thank you, Mark. Uh, very interesting there. So uh, uh, pretty pretty good. Now let's take a look here. Now the created, uh, the created coach that we're using here, let's take a look and see what he deems this roster is going to look like minutes-wise because uh, I'm kind of interested there as far as game-to-game. Uh, -game, what are we going to do? So let's take a look. So he has it. Uh, okay, this is interesting. So uh, the way he has it set up, he has us starting Shabazz Napier at point guard. Oh, by the way, I didn't, tell, I didn't even mention this. We actually traded Jeff Teague. So Jeff Teague is no longer with us. We have Shabazz Napier, and we have Tyus Jones, as well as uh, Jalen Noel can play some point. So they do have Shabazz Napier starting. Sure, let's, let's just see what happens. Whatever. Uh, Jarrett Culver at the two. Wiggins at the three. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. We've got to take a look here. They have Robert Covington as, like a, as the sixth man? Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, but I, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let this uh, created coach uh, do his thing. Uh, so you have Noel Vonley at the four, Carl Towns at the five. Again, I, what? Uh, clearly, the so I will say this: I do 100. Uh, 2K does not give Robert Covington the respect he deserves as far as a player. And so, unfortunately, uh, a lot of times what they go by is your uh, overall ranking. And technically, Culver's higher. So uh, that's the thing. By the way, with all the moves we made, the chemistry is not great. Uh, let me just say that. In fact, what we should probably do when we're doing these simulations is turn the chemistry off. But I, I kind of like uh, trying to build up that chemistry. I think it's important in real life, and so we'll keep it in the simulation here. Uh, but that's what they're—that's the direction they're going. Uh, you have Tyus Jones is obviously your backup point. Josh Okogie's getting minutes. Gorgie Jang, Jordan Bell, Nas. So by the way, Nas Reed. Uh, so whoever made this roster initially had him as a regular player, not a two-way, and I just didn't change it. Uh, we did grab a couple two-way players, though. And then uh, we wanted to grab shooting because I know that's one of the things the Wolves are looking for now. So I did grab uh, end-of-bench guy uh, Ben McLemore. So here we go. Let's uh, jump in to the simulation. We'll go ahead uh, and get to uh, probably right around the trade deadline. Uh, All-star break right in there and see how the Wolves are doing. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But That channel, and we are the Howl. Don't worry about it, that's my seed, that's all me. Just know if you cross her, then you cross me, cross me, cross me. If you, if you, if you, if you, if you cross her, then you cross me, then nobody's coming close, yeah. And I think that you should know that if you cross her, then she needs to come.
messing with no other man. Now what you not gonna do is stay in there crush for me like you got kung fu. That's their crust arm running your mouth like a faucet. But y'all know that my girl been doing crossfit. Kung pop in your ass with a cross kick. Pulling air out, wear out, you exhausted. No, she gonna slide anytime you bitches talk shit. Keep a little blade in a fucking lip gloss kid. No one say hi to me without her. Better pay your respect to the queen. Better do that shit without a flirt. Gotta respect the HPIC. Couple of things that you need to know. If you still wanna be friends with me. So if you cross her, then you cross me, cross me, cross me. If you, if you, if you, if you cross her. All right, so it's not going great. Let's just say that as we come back into it. 23 and 30, 87% chemistry. It's not great. There's really not a whole lot to love about that. Let's take a look at the conference standings. Uh, Western Conference, we are, you know, we're not bad, actually. We are, let's see, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We're ninth. We're just outside of the playoffs, actually. There's a number of teams uh, that are... Actually, there's only two teams that are below. One, sorry, one team that's actually below 500 as far as the playoff picture is concerned. That is the Blazers. Um, looking at the the Lakers are 38 and 16, absolutely destroying the competition. 37 and 16 for the Thunder, though. Uh, Jazz are up there. Uh, how about the Suns? 28 and 27. Uh, very interesting as far as that's concerned. Uh, as far as the East, the 76ers lead the way. The Bucks. Um, I'm interested. Uh, the Raptors are still in the playoff picture, actually, 29 and 26. Uh, so who's leading the way as far as uh, power rankings? Uh, se- Sixers are number one, according to NBA.com. 2K Sports has the Lakers, and Mark Spears has the Lakers as well. Let's take a look at the season statistics for some of our players here. So uh, basically 20 points for Carl Towns with 11 boards, 3 rebounds, 1.4 blocks. Uh, Jarrett Culver is second in points, and then third is Wiggins. Wiggins is about 12 and 13 for Culver. Uh, Pretty good. Uh, I'm looking at uh, defense. Uh, 1.1 steals per game for Culver. We'll take that. Um, That's not bad. Uh, 1.3 steals per game for uh, Shabazz Napier. Uh, Shabazz Napier, by the way, averaging basically 10 and 5 with uh, the 1.3 steals. That's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, Looking at who else is on this list. Uh, Robert Covington, he has uh, 1.3 steals per game. You'll take that. Um, some interesting stuff. Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones actually uh, is averaging seven and five, so actually more assists uh, than Shabazz Napier, and actually uh, doing pretty good at the defensive end as well. So not, I don't know, nothing really jumps off the page necessarily. Um, you haven't really gotten much from Jordan Bell. He's not being used very often. I think he'll be uh, a bigger participant than they're showing here. Uh, so that's kind of uh, one of those things. One thing we will look at is team statistics. I kind of want to know, like, you know, as far as differential is concerned. So the number one differential team is going to be the Lakers, nine and a half. 
And then uh, we are 25th. We are not good. Four, negative 4.2. Uh, let's see. Points allowed per game. We are, we're one of the better defensive teams, it looks like. Uh, we are ninth. Well, let's see. We are 11th uh, as far as points allowed per game. And points per game, though, is where we really struggle. We are almost dead last. Uh, that's a, a big red flag there. As far as three-pointers, obviously Ryan Saunders is going to address that. Uh, in real life, uh, it looks like in, in, in the game he hasn't addressed it as much. We are oh, we're right in the kind of the middle of the pack. We're 22nd in terms of three-pointers made. I'm curious, what are we in terms of three-pointers attempted? Uh, three-pointers attempted, we are oh, right, in the, right there again, 22nd. So uh, interesting, but nothing too crazy. Uh, let's take a look at uh, the team. Now, we're sitting at the trade deadline. Are there moves we want to make? Are there contract extensions we want to try to make? So Jordan Bell is eligible. We are going to sign him to a, an extension um, if we can. Looks like we can give another two years is the most he'd, he'd take just because uh, he wants more money than we're willing to accept. So we get him on a nice min deal for uh, some additional years. Uh, no one else qualifies, by the way. Let's take a look at the trade finder. One guy in particular would be Gorgie Jang. Uh, what can we get for him at the trade deadline? Uh, an interesting trade. We could trade uh, Jang in a second for Justin Patton. You have uh, John Luer, uh, Felicio in a second. Man, a lot of crap. Uh, Grant Williams? By the way, I would do that in a heartbeat, but they're not doing that. The Celtics are not doing that trade. Uh, Bogut and Mozgov from the Clippers? <laughs> nope, obviously not. This would be a fantastic trade, by the way. I would do this in a heartbeat. Uh, Gorgie Jang for Kyle Korver. Like, who wouldn't do that? That's a fantastic deal. I ultimately, I don't know that you're wow. So Gorgie Jang in a second for Boban, uh, Boban ended up going to the Mavericks. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to hold on to Jang. We're not going to make any trades. We're just going to go through the season and see what happens. Let's see how this team has is we're 88% chemistry. Let's not rock the boat as far as chemistry is concerned. All right. So off the gate, we uh, have a win against the magic in the second half of the season and a close loss to the Pelicans close loss to the Clippers. Uh, close loss apparently is our nickname, although we did have a, a pretty sizable loss there to the Rockets. Uh, 24 and 33 as we were on this three-game skid to start the second half. We did get a nice win over the, well, nice win over the Knicks, but a great win over the Bucks, uh, beating the Kings. And we're on a three-game win streak that somehow ends getting blown out by the Hawks. In a lot of these simulations, I've noticed we get blown up by the Hawks. I don't know what the deal is there. I don't know why the Hawks are so good against us. I don't know what the who's the player that's 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 you know kind of the difference maker there. I, that I don't get. Uh, let's see, we are thirty and thirty six, making a little bit of a comeback as far as the record is concerned. A nice win against the Nuggets, although you did have a couple crappy losses. You lost to the Wizards and the Knicks. Another big win against the Jazz. So it's weird. We have some bad losses, but some great wins. Uh, blown out by both the Rockets and the Warriors back to back. Nice win against the Hornets. Hopefully a nice, yep, a nice win against the Grizzlies. Uh, maybe we sneak into the playoffs. I guess we'll see. Playing the Clippers. Boom. Wow, we blow out the Clippers by 32 points. Uh, next up we have, wow, uh, nice win against the Warriors. Uh, close loss to the Sixers. We get a, uh, wow, oh my goodness, the worst loss I've ever seen in simulation. 152 to 102, we lost to the Blazers. That is rough. Although we do follow that up with a couple nice wins. Uh, we are going to be very close. Are we going to be a 40-win team? We are a 40-win team. 41-41. and 41. We finish on a win streak. Let's go. MVP's Paul George. I've never seen that. Good for him. 
Uh, Zion Williamson, rookie of the year, no shock there. Uh, Seku Dumbuya for the Pistons, his sixth man. You have Giannis as Defensive Player of the Year. Aaron Gordon is most improved. And Mike, Danco- make my, uh, Mike D'Antoni is your Coach of the Year. Let's look at the All-NBA teams. All-NBA first team, second team. Wow, no towns on any of the All-NBA teams. That's very surprising to me. Uh, Robert Covington, though, is first team All-Defensive, which is awesome. Very good to see that. Let's look. Uh, rookie, do we have anyone on the rookie team? Wow, you know, surprisingly enough, we don't have anyone on the rookies. Uh, that's I'm surprised that we don't see a Jarrett Culver there, but that's all right. And we, yeah, let's go. We snuck into the playoffs. We are the eight seed. I know it's going to be tough. I get that. But eight seed taking on the one seed Rockets. Stranger things, stranger things. Game number one goes to the Rockets. Uh, pretty big loss. We lost by 25. Uh, next up, game two in Houston. Can we surprise people? No, we cannot. Uh, a closer game, though. We only lost by 14. Now we move back to Minneapolis. Here we go. Minneapolis, come on. Let's do it. Done. Got a win and a close one. 90 to 80. Good defense, by the way. Only 80 points for the Rockets. We'll take that. Game four. Can we steal another one? It at home. It's at home, though. Two and two. Let's go. Close win. 114 to 111. It is two and two as we move back to Houston. We got to steal one there. Can we steal one there? Oh, wow. Two-point loss. Uh, going on in uh, game five. Game six, here we come in Minneapolis. Can we steal it or are we done? Oh, we've been eliminated. That's unfortunate. Uh, let's look and see who was who did what. Uh, not a lot of points being scored for some of these guys. Uh, you know, Town's only 19 points. That's not going to get the job done. Um, wow, Andrew Wiggins was absolutely terrible. Five of 17. Uh, the shooting percentages for these guys are just awful. Uh, there's really not much to like about what you're watching here. It's not a shock we lost. We're jacking threes, by the way. Towns is one of seven. Wiggins, two of seven. Shabazz Napier, one of six. Noah Vonley, oh, five. This is gross. I don't even know how we made one, two games in that series. That's bad. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, Suns, by the way, move on. And the Suns take game one against the Rockets in the second round. But it looks like that might be all she wrote for the Suns. Yep, they lose every other game. Uh, so we have the Western Conference Finals are the Lakers versus the Rockets. I'm a little surprised the Rockets are the one seed. How are the Lakers not the one seed here? And it goes to Lakers do make the championship, though, and they make quick work, it looks like, of, oh, maybe, yep, yeah, pretty quick work. They win the championship. Not a shock. What is a shock to me is the Celtics make the championship. Celtics were the two seed. They beat the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals, who were the one seed. And the Lakers do take it. Uh, very impressive. Uh, Gordon Hayward, back to his old self, just dominating. That's why they're here, I guess. Uh, for the Lakers, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, Cousins, you get the drill. It's no shock. If this were to happen, this is pretty solid. We, by the way, it was just a one-year min deal for DeMarcus Cousins, uh, so they're not probably going to be able to keep him. That's one thing to keep in mind. We're jumping into the offseason. We are going to do one more season here. I think it makes sense to take a look at how this could end up finishing off. So we jump into the offseason here, starting off with league meetings. Uh, the only thing that gets approved is eliminate the violation requiring the offense to advance the ball from backcourt to frontcourt. So uh, there's no more, uh, you know, eight, uh, there's no more violations. Nothing wrong with that as far as the bringing the ball up and the shot clock is concerned. Draft lottery, and we did make the playoffs, so this is not us. Although um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what pick we end up finishing with. So we have the 16th pick. That's not bad. I mean, you can do some damage there with that 16th pick. We did make sure to bring in our um, 
uh, the draft class, not our draft class, but the draft class for 2020, the uh, OES Entertainment draft class, uh, definitely one of the better ones that we've seen at least. So that is the one we're actually going with here. So we're going to take a look at the offseason and see what we can uh, do for this Wolves franchise. The thing we actually have to grab as far as the staff is concerned is actually the trainer. We want to get an A-level trainer. A-level trainer, of course, gets you more training camps, gets your team better in the long haul. You can definitely boost up the potential of some of your uh, young studs. So that's definitely the best way to do it. So we take a look here, and we do sign him. So we are all set there. Going ahead now to the NBA draft. Again, we're sitting at pick number 16. Uh, we'll see who ends up dropping to us. There's a number of good players in the draft class next year. Uh, point guard would be nice, I think. Uh, if you could get a, a good point guard, I think you probably would. Uh, at least in this draft class, the way it's been set up, uh, one of the best point guard prospects would be Javon Quinterly, a very good player uh, as far as these simulations are concerned. Six foot two, six seven wingspan, but that's a he's a pretty good point guard prospect. Uh, you also have um, some other intro. Uh, you have Killian Hayes. Uh, actually, Killian Hayes might be a better pickup. Uh, the reason being, he's actually a little younger, and he's got a really just a fantastic. How about this? Uh, six five, but a seven one wingspan for a point guard. I mean that's. We'll take that. Just slightly worse overall. So we're gonna grab uh, we're gonna grab Killian Hayes. I think he makes a lot of sense. Now we'll jump ahead to our second round pick. Pick what ends up being pick number forty. Uh, let's see who is available here. You've got uh, Nick Richards, a pretty good center, could be an interesting prospect to grab. Seven foot with a seven nine wingspan. Especially given uh, when you're looking at this roster, you're going to try to move on from Gorgie Jang. So uh, I think that's what we'll go. We'll go that route. We'll go. We'll grab Nick Richards. Uh, in the draft second round, and then that's it. We jump ahead. So uh, going to rookie signing, we will sign both of our rookies as they're both in the 70s. Pretty good prospects. Uh, the only player option we have would be Shabazz Napier. It's a, a $1.85 million team option. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick it up. Let's keep him. Let's see what we got with uh, with him in, in the on the roster. He got a little better. He did improve, so no reason not to pick that up. Let's see. Qualifying offers here we have... Uh, Tyler Davis was our two-way prospect. You got to give it to Tyler. The guy gets good. Uh, Raul Alkins, by the way, was one of our two-way prospects. We're going to grab him as well. Good defensive prospect. Uh, so this is uh, pretty interesting here, what we're able to grab. And then we jump ahead to the moratorium. Uh, we start off with, of course, uh, grabbing uh, two-way prospects. Uh, Lonnie Atkins is by far the best two-way prospect. We're going to grab him. And then looking over, by the way, for anyone that doesn't know this, the way you look at or find two-way prospects is you sort first by age and then you sort by the expected. That's how it ends up working out. So we have to Lonnie Atkins and the other guy we'll go after will be Jalen Banks. Pretty good point guard prospect you can grab for a two-way prospect. And uh, as far as the moratorium is concerned, you don't want to do anything else in the moratorium uh, because it just doesn't work out well. We will renounce the rights to Ben McLemore. Um, but other than that, uh, we're on some rights of some trade exemptions that we have going here. But other than that, that's there's nothing else we really need to necessarily accomplish here. And you don't want to sign your players here. I've noticed there's a there's an issue with 2K. If you try to re-sign your own players in the in the moratorium, a lot of times you don't get them for the contracts you actually set up for. So that's one thing to watch for. We did get both of our two-way players, though, signed. So Lonnie Atkins and Jalen Banks. And then we announced the rights of all of our trade exemptions and as well as Ben McLemore is out the door. Here we go. Day one of free agency. So we're at 12 players right now. Uh, we move over to the bird rights section. And it uh, looks like there's no, one, there's no one actually we have to worry about as far as bird rights are concerned. Obviously, we already re-signed Tyus Jones last offseason. So that's not a concern there. Uh, he's set up for a long term, so we're we're all we're all good there. The only other guys that we have 
uh, on the roster that we have to look at picking up would be Jalen Noel. Uh, we want to sign him to a contract, of course. And then you have uh, Noah Vonley, Raul Alkins, and Tyler Davis. Uh, probably the odd man out in this is going to be Tyler Davis, it looks like, just given uh, how many players we have already. And actually, uh, man, I'd like to keep Raul Alkins, but uh, he's not actually on the team technically, so we're actually going to decline him as well. So our two-way guys, unfortunately, we're going to say no to. Uh, Noah Vonley, though, we are going to keep just because I think that's realistic, ultimately. So, we're, like again, we're at 13 players right now. So now it's a matter of just re-signing those guys. So looking at the roster, we have Jalen Noel. So we're going to make sure we grab him. Uh, and we'll give him a – I wonder what kind of options we have as far as his contract is concerned. Uh, would he take – looks like he's uh, signing up for a, a couple years on a min. So that's not bad. If we can grab him, that would be pretty good. And then uh, as far as power forwards, and if we want to grab Noah Vonley back – I wonder what he's looking to sign for. Uh, looking at him, he is—he uh, actually wants more money than we have available, surprisingly, uh, which is not ideal. But we had—we do have a—we do have his uh, qualifying offer, so I think we'll be okay there. I'm not worried about necessarily losing him. Although, psh, never mind—he just uh, walked away from the qualifying offer, so he is gone, and he definitely left us a little bit of. Uh, up the creek without a paddle, so to speak. Because if it weren't for him, we could have grabbed someone else off of the kind of off of the list. Uh, let's take a look and see who's actually available here for the power forwards. So power forwards, uh, over uh, top overall players, uh, Chemezi Metu is is kind of high. You know what? We're gonna grab him as like a placeholder, just because he's a young prospect and uh, he's not asking for a ton of money. We're going to grab him just as a placeholder for uh, what would normally be uh, Noah Vonley. But, uh, you know, both power forward center players, so uh, interesting uh, players. And, it, and it, it's just your 15th guy. These aren't guys that are necessarily going to have a large impact. So that's going to do that there. Now we can jump ahead to the training camps and take a look at uh, who we want to actually, uh, I guess, uh, you know, make better. Who are we going to send to the training camps and increase their potential? Uh, that's kind of the next step we're going to go for. Um, I think that's good for now. We'll go through this section here, and uh, and then we'll be able to go into the uh, next next season. We will load the draft class in case we decide uh, to do future uh, future seasons uh, within this deal here. But uh, for now, we're just uh, we're not gonna, we're probably this is probably going to be the last season. But at least it, it gives us some options here. We grab the twenty twenty one draft class of OES Entertainment just because it seems to be one of the more balanced ones. Uh, sitting at the training camps, by the way. A number of options for who we could send to training camps um, and a few good options. We're going to send Carl Towns, first of all, because that actually maxes out his potential. He's a little short when you first get him. Uh, the other guy we're going to send is Jarrett Culver. I think it makes sense to send him. And then looking at the rest of the roster and who, who could make some sense to want to send, we're actually going to send Nas Reed as the other guy. So that's what we do with our training camps. And we jump ahead to next season. We'll start off, as always, with our... We'll take a look at the power rankings. So NBA.com has us fourth. Dang. Okay, NBA.com. I'll take that. 2K Sports, obviously a little more realistic, has us 25th. And Mark Spears has us fourth. So uh, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Uh, we're going to jump ahead now to the trade deadline, and we will come back at you there and take a look at how the team is doing. This is Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. We are the Howl, and coming back at you soon. Cool face, baby. Yeah, I I'm her daddy, I don't even know her mama. Ooh, ooh. She called me daddy, I don't even know her mama. She
she gon' do it for some Dolce, Gabbana, Louis, Gucci, Fendi, Prada, with no strings attached like Balenciaga, she call me daddy, I don't even know her mama, she gon' do it for some Dolce, Gabbana, Louis, Gucci, Fendi, Prada, with no strings attached like Balenciaga, I'm attracting, she blew me, so I blew a bag on her fashion, sexual relations, with no strings attached, I just got her new Fendi's with no strings attached, baby gave me mad face, without the attitude, she gon' do it all for Chanel and Jimmy too, I'm the type to spin a bag on a handbag, doesn't mean that we involved, she just gotta brag, you can't make me come, then you can't come back, I can crack a bitch and I ain't got no fucking crack, I just want some mouth, without the conversation, this ain't a waiting room, baby, ain't no room for waiting, I can't even tell the time, this ain't decoration, Baby, make it clap like a celebration. She call me daddy, I don't even know her mama. She gon' do it for some Dolce, Gabbana, Louis, Gucci, Fendi, Prada. With no strings attached like Balenciaga. She call me daddy, I don't even know her mama. She gon' do it for some Dolce, Gabbana, Louis, Gucci, Fendi, Prada. With no strings attached like Balenciaga. She call me daddy, I don't even know her mama. She wanna fuck, but I ain't even got a condom. Yeah, I give me top to the end of night. You might get your nail, you gon' be alright. Louis, Fendi, Felicia. If the head trash, I can give a bitch a dollar. How the fuck she call me daddy? I ain't met her mama. How the fuck I got the penny? I ain't had a hundred. Bust down for the game. Eliante bust down on the chain. Put a Dolce Gabbana. She clapping. The pussy too wet, get a napkin. She call me daddy, I don't even know her mama. She gon' do it for some Dolce Gabbana. Louis, Gucci, Fendi. With no strings attached like Balenciaga She call me daddy, I don't even know her mama She gon' do it for some Dolce, Gabbana, Louis, Gucci, Fendi, Prada With no strings attached like Balenciaga She call me daddy, I don't even know her mama She gon' do it for some Dolce, Gabbana, Louis, Gucci, Fendi, Prada With no strings attached like Balenciaga Again, around the trade deadline, and it is bad it's real bad. Well, we have lost, I don't even know how many games out of the last. So we started off okay, but then we, we went on almost like a 10-game losing streak. It was real bad, <laughs> to say the least. We're sitting at 19 and 32. It's, it's not great. It is not great. I'm not even going to call it a mixed bag. It, it really sucks. Uh, they have been bad. Uh, taking a look at the conference standings, we are second to last in the West. That is awful. I mean, I mean really, really bad. <laughs> Let's take a look at uh, what we're sitting now. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, Moves are concerned, I guess, or player. We have 88% chemistry, which is good. Chemistry is good, but obviously as a team, we're really struggling to say the least. Well, let's take a look at the statistics for the team, uh, starting off with points against. So we are pretty good defensively, actually. We are the we are one of the top five defensive teams in the league. So based on that, I would say the problem is obviously scoring points. And uh, it looks like points per game, we are... Uh, bottom four. So we're actually our differential is still minus, even though our defense is fantastic. We just, we're not scoring the basketball, which is a little surprising to me, but I mean, I guess it is what it is. I don't know what you're going to do uh, differently there. Taking a look at player statistics for the team. Towns is averaging 20, 11 and four with one and a half blocks. Fantastic. A lot of stuff to like there. He is shooting 37% from the three. How about Jarrett Culver? 46% from three. Uh, Josh Kogi, 37%. Wiggins is shooting 35%. Not great, but not terrible. Shabazz Napier, 45% from three. Robert Covington, 36%. So you're getting some pretty good shooting uh, as far as three-point shooting is concerned. I wonder what the issue is. Are we not taking a lot of threes? Let's take a look at three-pointers attempted. So the top team is the Nuggets at 36.3%. And we are sitting at 17th at 28. I'd like that number to go up personally, but that's not bad. 
uh, as far as three-point percentage is concerned, we are 14th at 37%. That's not bad either. So I don't know what it is exactly that we're struggling with. Let's take up field goal attempts. We are, um, well, bottom five in that regard as well. It's interesting. I expected us to be a little better. I like, I don't mind this team, actually. Uh, we got some pretty good players, and uh, the, a few guys have kind of taken that next step. But here we go. We're going to simulate to the end of the season, and let's see what happens. Maybe we'll have a good second half of the year, and and things will look a little better, at least as far as that is concerned. Uh, we can hope, right? Fingers crossed. Uh, let's see here. So we are 20 and 33. We are just passing the trade deadline. We will take a look, actually, before we move on to contract extensions. You have Gorgie Jang. We are not going to re-sign you, dude. I'm sorry. It's just not happening. We will uh, extend Jordan Bell uh, additionally to some more years. I'm fine with that. He's making basically the minimum, which is really solid for what the production you're getting out of him. And here we go. Uh, second half of the season is upon us. We started off with a nice win against the Mavericks. We get a, a pretty nice win against the Warriors. We lose a oh, we lose a close game against the Pelicans, and All Star Weekend now is here. Uh, jumping to the rest, we have a, a game against the Celtics. Uh, wow, one point loss, and then we have a two point loss to the Cavs. So it's 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 been close. We just don't score enough. Our defense is fantastic. We just can't score for whatever reason. We just aren't there. I think part of our problem is we don't have a top-tier point guard. I think if we had a better point guard for this roster, things would work out better for us. We did grab a nice prospect, though, so I think long-term we'd be looking pretty good. But at least based on what I'm seeing here, we need a little more stability at that point guard position. And we just we just don't have that right now. But much better second half than first half. We just won uh, six of our seven games, seven of eight now. We are 29-39, and 29-40. So uh, best-case scenario, we're going to finish around 500, which isn't great. And, and we just lost another game. So now, literally, 500 is the best record we could have, and we'd have to win out. And that seems a little unlikely, and we just lost. So there you go. We're going to have a worse record than we had last year, which is, it sucks. Let's just say it. It sucks. That's not great. Uh, in fact, it's going to be a much worse record. Uh, as far as I can tell, we've lost three straight, four out of five. Uh, for some reason, we have the Clippers number. That's a team we can beat. Uh, we also can beat the Knicks. Can we be the Thunder? No, close loss to the Thunder. See, our defense is phenomenal. Our defense is fantastic. We just can't score. That's that's really our Achilles heel is being able to score the basketball. A blowout loss to the Magic. This is rough. This has not been the kind of season we were looking for. Uh, looks like, uh, wow, blowout win to the Nets, though, which they're fully healthy now. You know, Durant's back. Um, so let's see. MVP. So the season's over. 34-48. and 48, Not good. Uh, MVP, James Harden. Rookie of the year is Cole Anthony. Sixth man of the year, Bowl Bowl. Defensive player of the year is Giannis. Kyle Kuzma's most improved. And Mike D'Antoni is your coach of the year. Let's look at all NBA. And Carl Towns makes all NBA third team. So apparently the better Carl Towns plays, the worse the team is. Uh, first team all defense again for Robert Covington, which is good to see. And let's take a look. Uh, as far as rock, uh, rookies are concerned, uh, none of our guys made that list. That's all right. And, of course, unfortunately, we do miss the playoffs. But we'll go through and see how it finished. Let's just see what the uh, the final is here. So any surprises uh, in this playoffs, I guess we'll see what ends up happening. Boston Celtics, the number one seed overall. Surprisingly, the eighth seed was the Sixers, and they won. They beat the one seed Celtics. And now you have uh, in the second round across the way. Wow, the one seed uh, Rockets actually lost in the West to the eight seed Spurs. That's crazy to me. Uh, Western Conference Finals, you have Portland and Denver, which are the four and six seeds. The Lakers lost, actually, two Blazers. So quality quality wins for the Blazers there. Uh, Raptors end up making the finals. Wow. It was Raptors, by the way. Raptors-Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals. 
And there you go. Blazers are your NBA champions. Uh, Nasir, wow. Nasir Little is your finals MVP. How about them, Apples? What is the deal with the Raptors here? Looking at the Raptors roster. What is this? So there was a trade, apparently. Some sort of a trade involved. And uh, the Raptors got Kyrie Irving. Uh, I'm not sure how that works. And uh, they still have Kyle Lowry. So I don't know what's going on there. Very interesting roster. What would happen with the Blazers here? What was their deal? Blazers had uh, Blazers were able to trade for Sekou Dumbuya, and that was a big part of why they were good. He put up some monster numbers. Nasir Little apparently was amazing. We talked about that. And uh, overall, just a, a solid job by the Blazers, and they are your NBA champions in the 2020 season. That's going to do it here for the, uh, I guess, the simulation portion. Actually, that's going to do it for this uh, edition of the Howl. Uh, make sure you catch us uh every week on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. You can also find us, if you miss us on the radio station, make sure you catch us in podcast form. We are going to be available on any place podcasts are found. Stitcher, Podient, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. We're all over the place. Make sure you tune in. Give us a like. Give us a review. Make sure you subscribe. You don't want to miss any of our content. And until next time, let me get a howl.